Hey, you guys, Miles with Boyer here with the Photographic Collective Podcast. Y'all, I have a question for you. So what happens if you put all of this effort into your photos and into your website and into your social media and your branding and your copy and nobody ever sees it? I think SEO is like this weird cuss word, right? That we all kind of avoid. And, uh, and today I totally have the solution for you guys. I'm sitting with, uh, with my friend Dylan Howell who started uh, or co-started, I guess, the, the company Fuel Your Photos. And Dylan is just sort of a, a guru when it comes to, uh, to SEO. But before all of that, like before he jumped into the nerdy side of things and helping educate people on how to get seen, uh, y'all, Dylan was just, or still is, I guess, this rad Portland wedding photographer with a cool grainy style and this really laid back and chill personality. You guys are going to love this conversation. I'm just going to click right over and uh, and get right into it with him. Hey, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the Photographic Collective Podcast. Okay, dude. So like no big intro. Uh, like I said, I just, we're just going to jump in and just keep chatting. Uh, okay. So I love it. First things first, seriously, genuinely, like it's uh, it's really nice to meet you. Um, I don't know if you, totally. if you know this, but you're like the most connected person I, that I ever. Everybody knows who you are. <laughs> I guess that happens after kind of being in the game for a while. <laughs> I mean, you you say that like humbly, which is kind, but the reality is like, no, not really. I mean, there's a lot of people that that uh, that you know hold a camera for a living for most of their career, but. Dude, like everybody that I talk to and like from high, you know, any, any range in the industry, like very well-known photographers to like kind of up and comers, everybody knows who you are. So I like, I <laughs> do good to hear. I mean, genuinely, like I kind of want to know your backstory a little bit. You're a Midwest boy, aren't you? Uh, I came from Idaho okay. originally. Yeah. Um, so I was born in Idaho, uh, went to college there, like grew up there. Um, and that's where I started as a photographer, um, I was in college and I started a business making bicycle wheels Cool. and I needed to take photos of my own bicycle wheels. <laughs> and so I, I bought like a, uh, I can't even remember what can, camera it was, but it was a, I think I ended up as 70 or something. Um, and then I kind of fell in love with photography, which I had done since high school, but I, I fell in love with it more. And then I, I was on Flickr nonstop <laughs> and found a group called uh, Starting a Wedding Photography Business, SWPB. <laughs> and I kind of like really fell in love with it from there. Um, somehow in that group was like Jonas Peterson and Brian Brenizer and, and Paul Von Paul Reeder. And some. And yeah. yeah Paul okay. Reeder, so like this is, these, these are people. all the people that I know that know your name. Okay, so this, nice. it was because of Flickr. You're That's the only Flickr. success story to have yeah. come out of Flickr. Exactly. I know. I love it. And it's, it's really cool to like, I don't know, like that was really, I don't think I would have been a wedding photographer or like a successful one without that. Like the, the group that we had there, like answering each other's questions and helping each other get started and marketing and shooting and all that stuff was incredible. Yeah, that's, that's really, really cool. And that actually kind of connects those dots. Cause I think initially, um, the first person that I really spoke, um, with about you was Paul Von Reeder. And then I think I've actually yeah. chatted your name to Jonas as well. So those, okay, there's some, mm-hmm. some dots connected. Um, nice. All right, Amazing. so so you, um, obviously, you know, as a wedding photographer, is that still, like, I know you, you do so many other mm-hmm. things now, but, um, yeah. you know, is, is your wedding business still pretty active? 
Yeah. I mean, I still shoot 30 weddings a year or so. Um, so it's, it's still active. Like it's probably too active for where I should be doing, but, um, I have a hard time not doing it. <laughs> like I miss weddings if I'm not shooting them. I don't miss the editing, but, um, I, I really do enjoy weddings still. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of there with you and I feel like I correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like the the longer that I'm in this, the more I meet people that that are use almost use wedding photography almost as like a stair step up, right? They're like trying mm-hmm. to get to something. It feels to me like they're always like influencers or want to be influencers that are like, I'll be a wedding photographer for a few years. And I'm kind of the opposite. Like I sort of fell back <laughs> into wedding photography. Um, you know, I'd done a number of different things, but by the time I decided like I wanted to be a wedding photographer, it was so easy for me to commit to that because it's like, it's a, it's a kind of a drug, isn't it? Like it's it, like oh, yeah. that addiction to that story. Okay. So, so tell me then for sure, because like, dude, your work, I mean, it goes without being said, but your work is unreal and it's so stylistic. It's okay. so easily recognizably you. So where does like, where did that come from for you that that like evolution of look yeah that's hard I mean I I definitely have influences um I would say Sean Flanagan's like one of my like all-time biggest influences Ben Scheich like just a a lot of like the Pacific Northwest crew um outside of that it was just like I think earlier on I was really driven every shoot to come away with like a portfolio image like a best image of my career something I was like insanely proud of and wanted to show off to the world. And that I think just like pushed me really hard. Like I was, I was just putting a ton of pressure on myself at every, every photo shoot to do something cool, but that's pretty much it. Like I, I don't have, I mean, I, I don't have a huge art background. I took like one or two colleges, college courses in art, but I'm not there. Um, I haven't done a ton of, I don't know. I wouldn't say like I'm the fairs or the, uh, the people that like are so cinematic and bringing in like all these art influences and cinematic influences. I'm, I'm just like out there trying to create images that look good for myself, I guess, but that's about it. I mean, I think it, it shows and anybody that's listening to the, this podcast at this point, I think is going to pick up on, on the fact that like a major part of your, at least I would say this having known you now for 10 minutes, I I would like (laughs) a major part of your influence seems to be your humility like I think that that's like that's a personality trait that I bet you carry into your art. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd hope so. <laughs> well, I mean, but that's that's a big deal. I think, you, but you can see that. I mean, let's let's use other people as an example, right? So, like, I think anybody would say that like um, one of the reasons why Fair is so creative is because that that like quirky personality it just feeds it feeds his sure. creative, right? So yeah. that's not Fair being an artist. That's just Fair being Fair. Right, like he's just he's just a weird dude. Oh, but okay, so like side sideline that then and, and think like Jonas, yeah. right? Like you can't sure. separate Jonas from this like larger than life personality. I mean, the the man exactly. is like he just demands absolutely demands attention, and so yeah, I so I, I, think, I think it's that's, been incredible to meet all these. Oh, so yeah. cool! It's so these people are and such like, remarkable. But I will say this: let's let's go on the sure. record really quick and just say you've got the better mustache. <laughs> that might work. That might be true. Yeah, there you go. You've got that P and W, like you know, th- that vibe, <laughs> that that whole thing. That's just it's yeah. It's like the original hipster thing that's just kept going. <laughs> exactly. It's still going strong out here. Heck yeah. Okay, so 
I, I know that um, you know now you're you you've moved. I, I say now like it's new. This is how <laughs> people know you as well as they do, right? But you've moved yeah. from just this kind of artsy uh, documentarian, you know, photography business into sort of the more nerdy side of things, right? Um, oh, for sure. That's yep. uh, so. That's like the conversations I've had with like Jason Vincent about you. Like he's <laughs> the nerd, right? So, yep. so totally. So, talk to me about that. Like, what got you? What got you yeah. invested in that end of the business? And what is it? Like, fill us in there too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I am co-owner of a company called Feel Your Photos, and we teach search engine optimization to photographers. And it really stemmed from earlier in my career. Like, I didn't have any money for ads. And I didn't have a huge social media following at the time. And so I was like, how do I find people to hire me? And I thought that like Google would be like the ticket. And so like one of my early goals, like 11, 12 years ago was to rank number one for Boise wedding photographer when I was there. And eventually I achieved it. Like the month I was moving to Portland, (laughs) I finally started ranking for Idaho. Um, But yeah, it's from then it like, became kind of a side career because I found that I had technical skills and the abilities to do really well at SEO. So I've also like done some consulting for like, I think that one website had like 7 million pages and like hundreds of thousands of page views per day. And like, so it's been really fun to work on thousands of photographer sites and then also some like really big, big projects. Yeah, that's, that's super cool. So, I mean, that that was one of the reasons I kind of wanted to chat is to have this like, yeah, kind of candid conversation with you. And I know I mentioned this like right before I clicked uh, record. So just sort of kind of repeat myself to you. But I think that one of the things that's going totally. wrong in the industry right now, and, and I'll be bold enough to say that, like not just like, you know, we all want to say that we're all like beautiful butterflies on our own flight. But the reality is like <laughs> one of the things that has an industry is derailing, I think is this, this mentality of like, just sort of fake it till you make it. Right. And yeah. The truth of the matter is like the internet is a, it, there's a science to it, right? And like you, there's, there are rules that you have to live within those rules for your business to <laughs> be sure. seen. Not necessarily for you to be successful maybe, but, um, but to be seen. And I, that's what I kind of want to, you know, like let's, let's go down that road for, for a few minutes. Because I, I think that like in five minutes, you could probably tell us some things about SEO that I, I know immediately I'm going to be <laughs> taking notes and fixing. Um, not that totally. my sidebar, not that my team at Square Muse didn't do a fantastic <laughs> job. Um, thank you, Marcos, but nice. still. Um, <laughs> so like, what is it that you see? I don't know. What is it that you see most? Yeah. Uh, not, not maybe sure. not even just for photographers, but just in small business, like where people yeah. go off, off rails in their SEO. There's a handful. Um, I think first would just be not paying any attention to it. So I'll see established photographers and they're like, Hey, I, I could do some SEO help and they have me look at their site and they're getting like two clicks a day or something from Google. And I'm like, you've been a photographer for 10 years. You're really successful. Like you should have leveraged this. Um, that would be first. I think second would be just like basics website set of technical mistakes. Like um, they might be targeting it. Everybody targets like the city they're in and then the specialty they do and then photography or like small businesses, I think are also really bad about learn, knowing what to target. Um, and so they, they try to target that and then they end up targeting that with like every page on their site 
So they're all competing against each other and Google doesn't know like what the best result is for that query. Um, small businesses, I would say across the board, they just like optimize their site for their brand name and that's it. And they're like, how is nobody finding us? Dude, you just completely called me out without even knowing it. Okay, so this <laughs> is going to be, this is everybody watching and listening live as Miles is, fixes his last 75 <laughs> blog posts. Um, awesome. Totally. I, I do have, this is it. I mean, I've got, I've got you, I've got a captive audience here. So let's, let's, I, let's ask the question. <laughs> I was in, um, in our Facebook group a couple of weeks ago, I was having a conversation back and forth with a, a guy that's, um, he's one of the like, um, admins of, of the group. His name is Derek Couts. He actually reminds me a lot of you in, cool. in the sense that he's just a, he's just fascinated with this concept of, of ranking and how to optimize the analytics <laughs> on his site. And, um, and who knows if he's doing it right or not, but he sounds really intelligent. Nice. So um, anyway, um, but something got brought up in this talk actually by Jason Vincent about the idea of uh, keyword cannib- cannibalization. Yeah. Um, and I, because it's my group and I'm like the, the moderator, <laughs> right? So of course I like sat back and nodded my head. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. That's a major problem. Totally got this. Uh, and then I tried to Google it and it got confusing and over my head in a hurry. And I realized, you know what I'm just going to do is I'm going to set up a podcast call with Dylan and ask him what, nice. the, what the heck that that's means. Awesome. So Perfect. teach me. Yeah. Awesome. So it's, it's something that photographers have a problem with typically where Maybe you shoot at this really red venue in your city like seven times a year and you want to blog those. And so you end up with like multiple blog posts that have the same venue name in the, all of the content, like in the title, in the URL, in the body content, etc. And then Google just has no clue at all. Like, is the seventh one that you blogged the best one? Is the third? Like they, they're looking for all these clues and they're really struggling. And so you'll see like, if you look in Google search console, which is like the best place to kind of track your SEO progress, you'll see like them replacing each other in search results. And like one's ranking on Tuesday and on Thursday, this other one's ranking and like, they're just like not doing great. Um, So what typically we recommend is creating like a a big resource page for that topic and linking out to all of those posts and then de-optimizing all of the posts for that term that they're targeting. So like just making them really vague, like it might be, fall wedding in Portland, uh, beautiful wedding with pink and purple colors or whatever. Like, um, but when you have all of that condensed into one page, Google is then like, that's the best page on this site for that topic. And generally we see huge ranking increases. Um, so it's all about kind of sculpting what you want Google to see and how, and really giving them really strong signals into the page you want to rank for that one topic. I love it. I mean, I, I will say that for some time, and this is just how I've been, how I've done business for years. I love to try and yeah. kind of reverse engineer people's thinking. Um, we, whether that's from like a creative perspective, right? Like sitting back and looking at, at photographers that I love their work and not necessarily trying to emulate it, but just understanding what the thought process was and like, how can I learn from that, I guess. Um, but I've, I've spent a, a couple of times now looking through your website saying like, okay, this is a guy that clearly knows what the heck he's doing. So my assumption is that all of the play, all of the you know, links out of his website yeah. are intentional. And, totally. and I think it's a, it's a, it's a cool thing to point out that like, you know, like if you click into your like wedding portfolio, you have all these resources, right? Like it's, yeah. it's less, it's less a gallery that says like, 
hey, everyone, look how great I am. And more almost like a service that you're providing to clients who are shopping for you. And for sure. Dude, what a what a rad just brand perspective. I know you've probably done that yeah. intentionally to rank. Yeah. But just totally. serving people like that, like that's so cool. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Like when I, I get inquiries from people and they're just like almost every inquiry mentions one of the guides and they're like, Hey, we we're looking for a venue and like your guide really helped us out and we found what we wanted, stuff like that. Um, and like, it, it's definitely helping people huge. And then it's getting me like in the door before they're even looking for photographers. And then I'm, by the time they've reached that point, I've helped them out so much that like, they want to reach out to me. Like they want to have more of a relationship. It's, it's, I think a huge one. Yeah. Okay. So then how does that translate? This takes us back into your photography. Cause this is exactly, you're, you're yeah. in my head now. You, you, we, <laughs> I just got yes. us there. <laughs> so by being intentional online and intentional in the way that you're building content for the right demographic that you, is that you're wanting to find you, how does that then translate back into your work? Because now you have yeah, people totally. that like from the get go they have seen you as as like a guide through like a resource through this whole process, right? So how does for that sure. enable you from a from a creative perspective with once you get that camera in your hand? Yeah, it's, gosh, it's hard. It's hard for me to even like talk about this because it's, it's kind of just to a point now that like the clients that I get typically trust me so much and we're, I don't know, I try to put off like pretty chill vibes, right? I guess I don't have to try that much. I'm like, I'm a very like easygoing person. And after like our meetings and emails and phone calls and all that stuff, like by the time we get to the actual shoot, I feel like we're we're just like going to have a good time. We know it's going to be chill. It's not going to be super high pressure. And that allows the photo shoots to just be this like low key, like collaboration, fun hangout session almost. Um, and that's kind of the vibe I've always gone for with my shoots. And it, it seems to put people like at a, in a good place to be photographed, especially if they're always like, I don't like having my photo taken or we're always nervous in front of cameras. And like, I don't know. I feel like it, it helps really, ease those tensions. Mm. Okay. Like perfectly said, yeah. because I, I asked a similar question, obviously like very different talk track, but I asked sort of a similar question to, I'm, I'm sure you probably know her. I mean, you guys live like I'm fairly close. Uh, Don Jarvis. Um, yeah, totally. I, I asked her a similar thing. So I was like, you know, all of the, all of the people in your photos, your subjects, you can always like, we've all been in this industry for long enough to know what is posed and what is not and what is like well posed and what is just like luck, right? Um, but all of her images feel as though she was just invited into a moment that would have happened whether she was there or not. Totally. Um, and like the most remarkable moment, like people that I'm like, oh yeah, naturally, obviously everybody wanders around, you know, in blue hour with lanterns, <laughs> but she photographs it mm -hmm. so beautifully that, uh, that it feels like you as like the person viewing the photo were just invited to that moment. And I, I feel a lot about that with exactly. your images. Like it's, it's these moments where I feel like people just feel completely confident and comfortable with you, with you around. So yeah. One of the things that I notice a lot is like from our mentor calls or you know from our my Facebook group or whatever, just as an educator, that I run into mm -hmm. 
consistently is just this question of people saying like, how do you get people comfortable on the other end of the camera? And my answer, I'm just because of our personalities, I'm betting like you and I, I think are kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. So (laughs) I want to hear from you. Like, how do you get people to just absorb back into life and let you shoot it? For sure. I think one thing I've noticed it, it's, it's hard because I feel like I'm, I'm partly on cruise control when I shoot now, which is like a good and bad thing. But like, I think my biggest thing is I'm like very reassuring. So like after every like shot, pretty much, I'm just like telling them how good they look and like how awesome it is. And I don't know, and I, maybe every photographer does that. Um, but I feel like I do it in a way that's like, they always say it's very calming. And like, if, if the day's stressed out, like we can take a five minute walk and like do some photos and they come back like refreshed. It's not like a stressful experience to go have their photos taken. Um, and so I'm just always aiming for that, just like a very chill experience that allows them to like concentrate on each other. And I, I try to not make it about like much looking at the camera, super hard posing. I'm, I'm just like walking them through how they can interact with each other naturally. Okay. So you as, it sounds like everything is pretty intentional. I mean, the relationships with your clients, obviously the way that you build out your, your, like your branding and the way you're showing up online. And um, guys, if you haven't already, by the way, click down into the show notes to look over uh, at Dylan's work. I mean, even, even just the consistency to your color science and the, the treatment to your images, all of it is very consistent. So what, what other areas, like, what am I missing? Where, where else are you super, I mean, I'm betting from a personality perspective, you're just very intentional, but like what other parts of your business do you, do you invest that kind of time into? Totally. Um, that's really hard. I, I feel like so much of my business could be like also like a case study for all of the things I could have improved over the last 10, 12 years or whatever. Um, and so I feel like I've, I concentrate on a few things that I try to do well, and that's A, getting clients to see my site and booking me, and then B, uh, trying to just like make sure that the pre-wedding planning stuff goes well, and then that the day of is amazing, and the delivery and all that's awesome. Um, but outside of that, I, I feel like there's so much room for improvement. Like so many people are doing better at social media, so many people are doing better at like automating their businesses and outsourcing and I don't know, all these other things. And I'm terrible at most of that. So I, I don't know. Most of mine's just been like taking care of the client. You know what I've noticed though, is the, uh, the photographers, I've just had this odd access because of this podcast, (laughs) which I should tell you at some point, like this podcast totally happened as a complete happenstance. I'm I didn't That's have amazing. any intentions, uh, though I love him. Like I wasn't, I wasn't Ben Hartley, right? I wasn't like, you know what I'm going to do is mm-hmm. take over the world. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but this whole podcast was literally, it was, it was very self-serving. I just wanted access. Like I just wanted an opportunity to sit in a room with people that, that I just want to know and, uh, yeah. and hear from and, and hear their stories. You know, pe- people that, that just had fascinating upbringings or cool perspectives or whatever. And you know, the, the thing that like, the thing that I'm, 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 I'm maybe most intrigued by with you is that you, you didn't just find the sort of solutions 
to how to rank, right? So you've, you nailed that, you've locked it down, you've built these resources, you've got this clientele, you've got the success and the notoriety, but then you took a step further into teaching all of those lessons. And that says a lot, um, but just about who you are from a person, you know, from like your character. But then it, you would go into saying like, hey, I want to I show people the things that I've learned. So, so tell us about that. Sure. Like, how did that process yeah. start for you? Gosh, it, I don't know what it is about my personality type, but I, I feel like I've always like just tried to be helpful online, for, especially with other photographers. Um, like when I was still in Boise, I was in a Facebook group for just all the photographers in Boise. And I feel like I was always just answering people's tech questions and trying to help them out. And like, they'd always be like, I wish there was like a paid service to be able to have Dylan to answer my questions all the time. Um, and then as my photography career grew, I taught at workshops and conferences and stuff like that. And one of the big takeaways is what, that like, while I could teach how to take photos and what gear to use and workflow and all that stuff, the SEO aspects would always be like where people lit up and they're like, that blew my mind and you changed my business and stuff like that. So I really started concentrating on SEO and about, gosh, I think it was three or four years ago. Um, I realized that there were two, two dudes or it was me and one other guy that were both really competing for like the term SEO for photographers on Google. And we both had Facebook groups where we were teaching SEO and we reached out and we're like, Hey, like I'm coming out with a course. And the other dude, Corey was like, I'm coming out with one too. And we're like, why don't we just like put them together and market them together and join forces. Um, and we did. And it's been incredible. So uh, Corey and I started Feel Your Photos, or he started and I joined him. Um, and we just, all we do is SEO now. And it's really fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's fascinating. You have a complete monopoly over this. Uh, saying, <laughs> but it's true from a sense that, okay, so like I've been at the last several WPPIs as a speaker. Yeah. Um, and at, at PPE and all like at the big conferences, right? Um, and I'm often I'm there either as a speaker or leading walks or whatever. And you know how that goes. So typically when you're there with sponsors, you don't usually get to attend other other workshops. Um, yeah. Or if you do, it's like for a friend that you're like you're just rolling in exactly. to kind of like high five and try and support them from the back row or whatever. But usually it's it's kind of fly in last minute and fly out early and try and make it all happen. And I'm constantly trying to look for like, I just, I need, like, I want an SEO class. I want, like, I just, totally. I want to be able to sit. I don't actually do a lot of this stuff for myself anymore, but I need to. Yeah. Um, just even to have the high level, I think it's fascinating that you can, that you can delegate so much, but exactly. what, what would be your perspective yeah. on that? Because it, it's, I think it's interesting yeah. that you guys teach SEO as, as, as opposed to what, you know, the rest of the crappy, weird <laughs> SEO industry does, which is just like, hey, pay us a lot of money and we'll fix it for you. So, exactly. so why yeah, is it that you want people to learn it? For sure. Uh, I think we noticed pretty early on, both Corey and I have offered SEO services in the past. Um, and we noticed that if the people we were doing work for didn't have that high level understanding, uh, we could come in and like do some work on their site, but then they weren't going to keep the site going. They weren't going to like maintain the progress of the campaign. Um, and so we, we realized we could really be a force multiplier if we 
we're able to tell, teach them the basics. And then, like you said, be like, all right, we can teach you how to make a content strategy and then you can hire writers and we can teach you how to find backlink opportunities and you can hire people to go build those or find them for you. Um, and we can teach you what a good looking website looks like. And then you can have a designer build it like things like that, where people can outsource all the work if they want to, or they can pick and choose what is in their skill set, what, what they can do themselves. Um, and we've, we've seen much better results from that for sure. Mm, okay. Um, that makes it, I just makes a ton of sense. I, I think that's often that's sort of my, my answer in a roundabout way to people that ask me about like outsourcing editing or outsourcing, you know, anything. Yeah. Essentially what I tell people is like, Hey, until you know how to edit your images, until you have like a, such a clearly defined perspective on what good and bad is for you, don't you dare ask somebody else to help you figure that out. Right. Because um, yeah. you're, you're going to wake up, you're going to wake up some like random Tuesday morning and realize it's not even your business anymore. Like, you know, exactly. you, didn't, you didn't make the decisions that have helped the growth. And then, and so then is the success even yours? Um, yeah. So I, I love, I don't know, I just love that, that perspective about everything. Again, very sure. intentional. Um, okay, well, so you've got, you, you mentioned this right before we clicked record. So you've got um, a course yeah. coming up, right? That, that's going to be available. So tell it, like, what, what's that about? Yeah, we're super excited. We actually first announced that it was happening this morning to our email list. But um, we have this course and it's pretty expensive. And we wanted to come out with a more budget-friendly but like, huge value uh, workshop for people. Uh, so we've been like racking our brains for the last six months on which topic to do and coming up with a new strategy. And, and it's all about keyword research. So we're pretty much showing people that the, the main keywords that most photographers are targeting with like their web homepage are not the most beneficial and that there's better strategies out there that are especially easier for photographers that have newer websites and less authority and not a ton of backlinks and all that stuff. So, um, we're really excited. We've been really, really going into the weeds with this one on the research and the strategy building, and it's it's going to be fun. Okay, I'm excited. So when you, you said you just announced it, so when can I sign up? For yeah, I know. I think the sign up will be available in the next week or two. Uh, FeelYourPhotos.com/email list is where you can go to like be the first to know, or the Feel Your Photos Facebook group. Um, yeah, I think it's it's going to be a or sorry. May thirtieth is going to be the, the actual workshop. So cool. Okay. Well, Super. we'll make sure we'll put a. I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well. Um, and you can probably assume that I'll be there because this is all. This is all the nice. stuff that I need, man. So um, yeah, it's gonna be good. I just I, you know, anybody that's listened to this podcast for a little while has has gotten to see. I think a, a really it's been it's been interesting for me. That I feel like people are getting to know me better. Because I'm scheduling my calls, like I mentioned earlier, I'm scheduling my calls with people that like I want to learn from, you know. So like I, um, I did a call with I, I mentioned him earlier. I did a call with Marco Sanchez. He actually built my website. Um, That's awesome. Is that not rad that I get to say that? Like, I mean, I, I never get <laughs> tired of being able to say like one of my favorite photographers built yeah. my website for me. Um, but, Did you hire him just for the eyebrows? <laughs> dude, oh, come on. Are they not amazing? He's the coolest eyebrows. He just yeah. is the... Oh, aside from you, genuinely, like I'll say humans. this. Aside from you, I think he's one of the most soft-spoken men I've ever um, I've ever talked to. And dude, just humble and talented yeah. beyond belief. 
But that was incredible. But I knew but, as soon as yeah. that website was done, and then I started working with um, with the narrative team to make sure that you know our SEO, cool. the keyword stuff, was all lined up for our blog, and just the moment all of these things were in place, it was like, okay, well now I've got to get on the call. I've got to get Dylan scheduled. Um, <laughs> nice. You know, because I've got to get as much as I can for free before I have to start paying for this. Um, exactly. So, but I will be there. I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, and, and thank you for like telling us about it. Okay, dude. So tell me, I mean, you mentioned you guys have a Facebook group and you mentioned that like all of this training and all that stuff, but like one of the big themes of, of just, I, I guess this podcast, but really just like my life in the last year has been trying to figure out the way that people in our industry connect, like the communities and the way that, um, it feels like so much of our industry is becoming really isolated or alienated, especially as social media gets more complex. Um, people are like fragmenting themselves away. And so I, I love to ask this question, like where is it that you show up? Um, like where do you refuel? Uh, do you, and do you have groups or, or friendships or specific people that just pour into you? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think for the last few years, it's been difficult for like inside the industry uh, for that. Uh, I do. I definitely have like a handful of close friends that are photographers, but I would say that it's been like difference from like earlier on in my career where I was all about wedding photography only. Uh, now I've really been pouring into like my other hobbies and the, my, my closer local friends and like getting time away from the photography has been really good mm-hmm. um, because I think I was so obsessed early in my career with only hanging out with photographers and because we have really like different schedules from the real world, like it's really easy to hang out with photographers Monday through Friday and, and um, never see the outside world. But um, yeah, online uh, it's really hard for me because I think, I feel like Facebook is kind of dying and Instagram's kind of dying. And those were the places where I used to get most of the online interaction um, and web forums are gone. Like, there used to be like wedding photography forums back in the day. I don't know if anybody knows that, but they existed. Um, those are dead. Flickr's kind of dead. Uh, it's hard. It's, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm not paying attention to the industry much and I don't like hang out with it enough, but I need to start going to more events. Maybe I'll start going to like WPPI and stuff again. You should, and you should speak and you should let me sit yeah. in the front row. I. <laughs> That'd be fun. I mean, I, I mean, the reason I ask that it's it's a hard question, but it's it's interesting to me. It doesn't seem to matter how high on the the spectrum of the industry, like how much. Put it this way: how well known the guest is that is on this podcast. When I ask that question, everybody sort of answers it the same way, in the sense that we feel like we're sort of not in control of our community anymore. Like we used to feel like we were in control. It was like we would log in and we would interact on Facebook or on Instagram or, or you know, Clubhouse or wherever, wherever people were. And then yeah. like we would run down to, you know, like to the bar and have drinks with our, with our friends or, you know, and, and now it sort of feels like we're sort of reactive to any number of outside influences, but nobody knows how to articulate what those influences are. Right. Everybody's like, I don't, yeah, I don't right. know. I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know where everybody is or I don't know. Right. And that was one of totally. the big, the big goals early on of this, this podcast and our, and our Facebook group was really to sort of say like, Hey, Good. 
Um, we're just going to stick this thing out on Facebook for as long as we can while I'm talking to developers about trying to create our own. I don't know. I just, I know that there has to be, like there has to be a place where people can come to just hang, to just talk. I know. Totally. I miss that interaction. Like, yeah. Even like pre-pandemic, like five, six, seven years ago, I used to do Zoom calls with photographers or like before Zoom, it was like hangouts. Mm -hmm. Because we'd just be like at our houses and editing. So we'd all pop into a hangout and just like five or 10 of us would just be chilling on our computers together. That was fun. Yeah, it was. And it, and there's no reason that like we can't do that anymore. I think probably the most formative right. parts of my career have happened when, uh, when I, like my associate team and I used to meet and we don't do this anymore. And, and, and again, I don't know why. It's like, what was the, what was the series yeah. of influences that changed this? But we used to meet at a coffee shop on Wednesdays and we would, we'd all get there at like 9 a.m. and we would close that place down. And we would just nice. sit there and like drink coffee and edit. And we could crank, I could crank out a whole wedding in one day just because there was nothing to do but just like talk about sports and, and edit photos. And, but it also made us so much better because we would spend so much time showing each other our work, right? And like just turning the ca- yeah. computers around and being like, you know, holy crap, look at this shot. <laughs> I remember the first time um, I saw one of Max Grubbs, who's a good friend of mine. He was, he was last week's guest. Mm-hmm. One of the, the first photographers, like early influences for me that showed that intentionally shot out of focus, right? And he like yeah, spun this. Totally. I remember when he shot at me being like rolling my eyes. And, and then he <laughs> spun the, the computer around and showed me this photo. And I remember just being like, dang, holy crap. That's it from <laughs> now on. I'm never going to focus lock again. Nice. Um, oh, that's amazing. So I do miss that. Yeah, we need that stuff, yeah, don't we? For sure. Uh, yeah. Just like I mean, that. I, I feel like that. The things to smile about. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. Well, I, dude, I, I don't know. Um, I, I want it. Well, first off, I totally want to invite you into our group, um, just because I think you'd be a, a totally a, sure. a, a rad addition to that. And I promise to make sure that everybody doesn't yeah. just constantly pound you for free advice. <laughs> no worries. Um, it's okay. So, okay, well, so then what, aside from your group, what comes next for you? Like, what are you excited yeah. about going into, into summer and, uh, and kind of later in the year? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, my photography, I, I'm booked up for this year. So it's just like showing up for the clients. Um, I'm excited for that. It's going to be like the first real wedding season in a few years, which is good. And yeah, uh, SEO course is always available at feel your photos and we're continually updating that and um that's pretty much it i'm my actual goals for this year like totally outside of photography and seo so yeah well what are they i know um so i'm trying to get back in shape i cycling is one of my biggest like hobbies and there's a hundred mile ride that i really want to do this year it's awesome and then i just started running which i've never done in my life and so i'm trying to improve on that and I have a Miata car that I'm taking to the racetracks around this area. So that's, that's my fun hobby for this year. Okay. All three are awesome, by the way. Yeah. So are you, are you road biking or are you mountain biking? Yeah. I road bike mostly. Okay. Well, we've got to get you to Bentonville. Um, and yeah, we'll just so good. start asking around cause Bentonville is like the Mecca for biking in the country yep, these days. I have friends that have moved there. 
Um, totally. Well, that's home. That's awesome. Here we are, and uh, and you're that's officially awesome. invited. We that's the only the only yeah. passport you need to get in is two wheels. So, um, <laughs> totally. Oh, so, that's so cool. So cool, man. I, I you know what? I started running during the pandemic. Um, yeah. You know, my gym was closed. Trainer was was closed, and I was like, "What am I going to do with all of this like angsty <laughs> anxiety?" And uh, and I ran away from COVID, dude. And I don't think I'm totally. ever going to stop now. I just it's become it's become such a big part of my life. So I love hearing that. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Um, cool, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for taking time to just hang today. I really appreciate you. Yeah, of course. Um, we'll make sure yeah, we're going to put me. all the links and everything you guys that are listening uh, in the show notes. Hey, listen, if you take nothing else away from this, um, understand that like there are businesses, there are educators, there's people in this industry that want you to, to do better. Like they want you to succeed. And I mean, I'm dealing with, tell me, like I feel like everybody that like plays these games with these, not that they're not real, they're so real, but like these self-sabotaging games of like imposter syndrome and being weary of comparison or like doom scrolling or all, you know, insert your favorite <laughs> hashtag here. For sure. It's people that just stand in their own way. And, and yeah. man, there's, there's like, for every one of those people, there's somebody like you that's, that's offering a solution. Um, yeah, it's huge. No, yeah, no question there. I, mean, I just I want you to hear that. Like, I just I want, you <laughs> totally. to, I want you to absorb that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's one thing that we always come back to with our Feel Your Photos is just like empowering people and making them realize that they can do this sort of thing and that outside of SEO, these skills are so good for your business. Like, um, and so it's cool to see people like learn an SEO technique, but then they're like, oh, this actually like made me network locally. And like, now I'm friends with every wedding planner in town and like all these things that maybe they should have been doing before, but like they just didn't have the push. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really, it's a good feeling to see all the, the success from the people we work with. Hmm. It's cool. I love that uh, that you that you're able to look at like your success through their success. Um, that's been a big a big goal of mine for for this year has been seeing like you know our businesses like you mentioned it's kind of a little bit an autopilot. I mean the bookings come in and um, the sponsors are happy and all of all of the stuff. So I was like, okay, well then let's with the free time that I don't exactly have, let's start a podcast and, uh, and let's, <laughs> let's start a mentor program for free. Like, let's just start, like, let's Amazing. just start loving people and see what comes from it. And it has been, man, it's been cool to watch people just, just smile. It's weird how, it's, how hesitant oh, totally. people hate to accept gifts. They're so crappy at accepting mm -hmm. gifts. And it's my favorite thing to just be like, now nah, that's it. Take it, run with it, do something yeah, cool. Give totally. it to somebody else. Um, it's huge. So more people should do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like just, man, wouldn't it be cool if humanity was good? All right. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> dude, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you. Um, I'm going to be at, uh, in, involved with fuel your photos. Uh, and, and the, awesome. I, because, because I believe in it, to be honest. And, uh, and it's, I think, you know, it's easy for photographers to become complacent and say like, you know, Hey, I'm already booking or I'm already doing well. Um, but the reality is like one little shift, like one little pivot in, in the economy. And I think we've all seen that in the last two years, right? Like all, all Instagram has to do is butcher the algorithm one more time. And <laughs> right. 
you're done. And you're done. And now it's like everybody that has learned to do these dumb dance moves to try and show up. Like that was all for nothing. And now all you know how to do is dance moves. But it's, I think it's time to kind of clean house and get back to what what works. And man, you're you're teaching what works. Well, thank you so much. It's been really great chatting with you and getting to know you better. All right, buddy. More soon, okay? Mm-hmm.